After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin. And this week we are recapping week number eight of the ERI Dynasty League. And I gotta say, what a week it was. The undefeated champion, Ryan, uh, the guy who had no losses yet on the season, finally went down to myself. And uh, yeah, I could not be happier than I was last week. Um, not too happy with my team after <laughs> I was still fifth place in points, but I did what I did to get the win over Ryan and uh, bring him down down one notch here this week. And uh, Ryan's team, I gotta say, it's 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 got a little bit of a uh, troubled waters on the horizon. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty happy about last week's performance. Ultimately, I ended up getting the win, but today we are going to cover last week's uh, recap, and then we're also going to go over the week nine preview for the team and an interesting trade that actually happened earlier this week. So it's going to be a fun episode. Stay tuned. Now, last week, like I said, spoiler alert, I actually pulled out the victory on Ryan in our matchup. Uh, Ryan had a pretty down week, actually. In terms of overall points, I think he was yes yeah, second from last. He was in ninth overall in terms of points, so it was a good time to get him with my with my second rematch for the season. But uh, yeah, like I said, can't complain too much. Started with Chris Godwin going off and the reigning, even though the reigning MVP, uh, the Tom Brady Buccaneers, they have been looking so good this season. They did just fine for fantasy, but they did not manage to pull out a win last week. So can't complain, like I said, too much right there. And uh, Keenan Allen stepping up, CeeDee Lamb, my receivers finally, it looks like, starting to come to the table. And Ryan got smacked in this matchup because uh, he, like I said, trouble waters on the horizon for Ryan here. He lost Derrick Henry. King Henry is down for basically the rest of the fantasy season. He might be back for the actual NFL season. We'll, eh, we'll see. Uh, with the Jones fracture of his foot, they say six to ten weeks. Uh, that's a If the Titans make the, the playoffs, he might be back for week one, but yeah, that's going to be tough getting him right back into the playoffs. I don't love that too much myself, but uh, yeah. the uh, Losing Derrick Henry is a big loss for Ryan just because he is a little thin at running back. And then he also lost DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray for the short-term future. So uh, hopefully, if you guys want to make a comeback over Ryan, Dan, uh, the other 6-2 and two teams, if you guys want to make a run, now's your chance to take that number one overall buy. Maybe I can make a run myself. I'm doubting it after uh, looking at the projections for this week, but we'll get into that later. So yeah, Ryan overall had a pretty down week. Debo Samuel still doing Debo things. And uh, other than that, though, not too much from the rest of his roster. Now, in the second matchup, we had the two five and three teams, or five and two teams, I should say, going up against each other in Dan and Rick. Um, Rick was kind of the paper tiger where he did not have many points scored on the season. I think he was in ninth place going into this matchup, and uh, Dan was in second overall of points scored. Um, and it went that way on paper. Rick ultimately got blown out by Dan in this one, 
Uh, he was the lowest scorer on the week, and Dan was the second highest, and we'll get to that one here in a minute. That's pretty hilarious uh, how that ultimately shook out, but we'll we'll get to that one here in just one second. So yeah, Dan's team still still uh, clicking on all cylinders. He's got, I mean, even had Geno Smith step up last week, so well, you can't complain too much if you're Dan, Tyree, Cooper Cup, yeah. It's just a star-studded lineup, and I'm still so mad at myself for taking Clyde Edwards-Lair over Jonathan Taylor. Spoiler alert for last night's game against Colts, he is a stud. Jonathan Taylor, can't complain. Um, all right, now the next matchup, we have Braden going up against James, and <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Uh, when I ran into James in the lunchroom earlier, he actually told me he was throwing in the towel for the season. He's going to be tanking the rest of the season. He's still, he barely lost to me this week. I think he was in sixth place on points for the week. So I wouldn't say your team is in the tanker just yet. You got some holes on your team. That's fair. But uh, I think you're more than capable to compete. You just need Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to actually start playing up to their their talent level anyway. Uh, but yeah, Braden ultimately got the victory. I don't love that. I am playing Braden this week. He's one game behind me. If he wins this week over me, we're going to be tied. And I believe he has me in points. So... Uh, that means I'm going to be moving down one out of the potential playoffs. We'll see the standings here in just a little bit. But yeah, they uh not loving the fact that Braden is one game behind me and I have to play him, but hopefully I can pull out the victory this week. But yeah, Michael Pittman is really starting to come around, coming to form. Uh, Joe Mixon had a great week last week, Austin Eckler. Braden's team is uh is no slouch, we'll put it that way. I, I do like quite a few pieces on his team. And uh, he got me in a good week with with buys where he has like almost none and I have quite a few. So, yeah, it, it'll be a tough one this week. But, uh, yeah, congrats to Braden. Pull out the victory over James last week. James now goes to 4-4. Four and four. Braden's now 3-5. and five. All right, I'm going to skip this next one and go to the, the matchup between Ken and uh, Eric. Eric, you know, Ken was the, the German tank. He, he's been getting... A, few too many victories for getting last place. Um, we'll see how that ultimately goes. But yeah, he ultimately lost to Eric in this one. Got He he was the third lowest scorer. Eric was, uh, I think, what, seventh? So it was kind of a bottom-of-the-barrel matchup in this one. Uh, Eric's team is, is struggling just a little bit right now. He also had quite a few buys last week with the Raiders on by, uh, losing Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. So uh, Eric's team definitely going to be bouncing back here in the next couple weeks. And he got the victory over Ken. So he now moves to five and three. And Ken goes to two and six. And now the last matchup from last week, the <laughs> hilarious matchup. I was pulling for Keelan so hard in this matchup. Congratulations again, Keelan, on your new baby boy, baby girl. I, I can't remember. I know you sent the message to everybody. I, I'm sorry, I have a very short-term memory when it comes to that. Um but I was pulling for Keelan over Jim in this matchup, even though I think Jim's team is is extremely good. Um, <laughs> these two were the tied highest scorers on the week. So this matchup, they these two ultimately ended up tying in this game, and it all, it went down to the wire. Keelan had Devontae Booker on Monday night ultimately pull him back not to lose but to tie so now Jim is one six and one Keelan is two five and one I honestly did not realize we had ties in our league I thought it went down to bench points after that um the fact that both of these guys have a tie is hilarious uh 
keeps it keeps Jim in last place, keeps Ken, keeps Keelan one half game behind Ken for second place. Oh goodness, that is uh quite hilarious. And then the the payout is also gonna be interesting. We'll have to talk about that, I guess. Are we splitting it two fifty, two fifty? I don't know. So uh yeah, congratulations to these guys. Highest scores on the week, played each other and tied. So uh yeah, I don't know how many times that's gonna happen in a year, but yeah, pretty uh pretty hilarious that it happened in this week. Again, congrats, Keelan. You'll be back, I think, uh next week or the week after, but yeah, enjoy your time while you can. Uh, you're never getting to sleep again. So, yeah, enjoy it while you have it. All right, now going to the standings. Like I said, I ultimately got the victory over Ryan, knocked him down one peg, but he still has a game advantage over Dan. Um, he's still in first place, and I think Ryan is still doing pretty good. He's now officially in second place in points. Dan has overtaken him in terms of number one overall in points scored, um, and Dan is the sole inheritor of the number two slot and his six and two record. So Dan's team, I don't know if it's going to be stopped, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been full steam ahead here the last couple weeks. Now tied for third and fourth, we have Eric and Rick both at five and three. Eric is above Rick. Rick's in uh, second to last place by three points in terms of total points scored. I can't complain too much I can't talk too much I'm only 100 points ahead of Rick so um, yeah I'm a I'm a solid almost 300 points behind Dan at this point which is uh, good times when it's only been eight weeks but yeah the uh, the to be fair though I'm only 100 points behind Braden who I'm playing this week so yeah my team been been real good this year Um, but yeah Eric is in third place as of right now based on points and Rick is in fourth we'll see if Rick can ultimately even make playoffs Uh, he started very very hot but he has not been on the best streak lately Um, then tied for fifth and sixth is myself and James James is in fifth place based on points Um, he's got me by a good 150 so yeah there's no chance I'm catching him anytime soon but maybe as the season goes on had him last week by about three points, so, you know, just clawing my way back on that 150 margin there. But then I am the last playoff spot as of right now in sixth place. In seventh, uh, we have Braden at three and five. And then eighth place, we have Keelan at two, five, and one. Ninth place, we have Ken at two and six, the terrible tank. Um, and Ken, who isn't even getting the last place yet. And then in tenth place, we have Jim at one six and one so he's got the the half game back advantage on Ken right now we'll see if the uh, that continues going forward so yeah there's still quite a few weeks left we got uh we're I think we're officially halfway through um we're going into week nine playoffs go don't start until week 15 so I guess we're over halfway officially as of now um which doesn't feel great I'm on a four game winning streak uh I'm gonna I'm gonna take the take the win while I can but yeah I'm a little nervous as the weeks come up how my team is going to ultimately do so um, with that said we're going to jump in good game last week everybody Um, like I said there's still quite a few weeks left we'll see how things shake out but yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting so um, we're going to jump into the waiver wire there was a few interesting things and there was a trade this week which I'm going to talk about as well um, first off, we're going to talk about Rick. He added Boston Scott. He actually stole Boston Scott from me. I was really hoping to get him this week. 
Uh, I really need a running back potentially this week, but it all depends if Christian McCaffrey comes back or not, which kind of scares me. But he dropped Khalif Raymond, uh, paid 54 bucks for Boston Scott. Rick, you're supposed to blow all your money in week one. What, what is this? How do you sell $54? Are you like sitting on the corner, like begging for, for fab change or what's going on here? Um, all right. Then we got, uh, Dan, he ended up dropping Ryan suck up, added Greg Zerline. It's a kicker, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Eric ended up adding Jeremy McNichols. That was a great ad before waivers ran. Um, he ended up dropping Foster Moreau, uh, 24 bucks spent on Jeremy McNichols. That's a, that was a decent fab investment. Adrian Peterson, I think was already owned by, yeah, by Keelan. He ended up picking up uh, Adrian Peterson on Monday because he had an unlocked player. So he dropped Peyton Barber uh, for Adrian Peterson for free. Good managing by Keelan there on Monday. Um, yeah, that was pretty smart of him. So he got him for free. He didn't even have to wait for waivers. Um, Dan ended up adding, he dropped Geno Smith, added Taysom Hill. Uh, we'll see how that one goes because I don't think... Oh, he added Ben Roethlisberger and dropped Robert Tanyan. So, yeah, good luck with uh, Ben Roethlisberger this week because Taysom Hill is not going to be starting. Um, and then the last move that actually mattered, uh, Rick ended up dropping Taylor Heineke for Mike White. I don't know if he started in this week. We'll see when we jump into the standings. But Mike White got injured in the first quarter last night after two drives. So if he started him, I apologize for you, Rick, because that did not go well for you. All right. Now, the big news for the week was the trade. Dan ended up trading Jim for TJ Hawkinson. Dan got TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Jim ended up getting Tyler Higby, the tight end for the Rams, and Daryl Henderson, uh, again, from the Rams, the running back for the Rams, getting rid of his Rams. It's a, uh, are you going to be moving Cooper Cup here too soon, Dan, or what? Um, but yeah, the, the biggest thing about this, so I was talking to Dan about it today, actually at work. I don't love this trade for Dan. Um, the reason being, I think Daryl Henderson is more valuable than TJ Hawkinson on Dan's team specifically. Um, Dan, (laughs) Dan has a feeling that he needs tight end and Mike Gusecki has been more than capable this whole season. Um, I know Tyler Higby and uh, Robert Tanyan haven't been anything so far, but Mike Kosecki has been perfectly fine. And when it comes to tight end, they're so unreliable that all you can really ask for is someone like Kosecki to be giving you 20-some points on average. He's averaging like 18 points, 17 points a week. He's like the tight end three on the season. TJ Hawkinson has been bad. I know he's been injured and all that stuff, but the lines have been bad. Like TJ Hawkinson, he had a great two weeks to start, 25, 26, or 25 and 20 points back to back in week one and week two. The next three weeks, three points, eight points, four points. And then he finally got back to double digit the last three weeks of the season 15, 10, and 18. I don't know. And he's on bye this week. So you trade for a player on bye. I, I just don't know. I don't know what he's got Pittsburgh when he gets back, Cleveland when he gets back, Chicago when he gets back, Minnesota who have been improving, Denver's defense, Arizona, 
that's like six of the top 15, de- like top 10 defenses in the NFL right now. Minnesota is the only one I think that they're not top 10. Um, I think they're top half, though. So he's got a nasty upcoming stretch of games. Um, like I said, I, I didn't like the trade personally. I think Daryl Henderson is more valuable. I mean, if you just look at who Henderson's going to be playing, he's got Tennessee this week. He's got San Francisco. D- neither one of those scare me very much. Uh, then he's got his bye. So I will say he has traded for Hawkinson, who's no, who's on bye right now. So he didn't even gain a bye there. Then he's got Green Bay when he gets back from his bye. Jacksonville, Arizona, which is a tough one. Uh, Seattle, which is not scary. Minnesota and Baltimore. Baltimore's run defense has been atrocious this year. So, I mean, compare that to Hawkinson. I I think that Henderson has a much more easy route to valuable um, fantasy production. And with Gusecki, like I said, I think that Gusecki's more than fine. So I, I wasn't the biggest fan of this trade, um, but that's just my take on it. So, all right. That is that. Now we'll jump into the uh, week nine matchups. And oh, goodness. Like I said, I'm not too, I'm not loving my team this week. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Braden got me on a good week. I got quite a few buys of important players Um, Chris Godwin, DeAndre Swift, Leonard Fournette. Uh, Fournette being added in that list sounds crazy, but he is like the number 12 running back on the season so far. Uh, He's been. (laughs) freaking good um so it does kind of hurt that he's not out there but um and I also lost Devontae Parker to IR today so um yeah my team is starting to get a little thin and uh, I don't love that too much so uh, we'll see how that shakes out in the matchup this week now starting at quarterback uh, I had to think pretty hard on this one uh, between Daniel Jones and Ryan Tannehill for myself I ultimately chose Daniel Jones. I think he's going to be getting a lot of his weapons back. He's been pretty bad the last couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie. For fantasy, he has not been good. Um, 16, 17, he hasn't killed you. Not, n- no, uh, he hasn't been awful so far for fantasy, but he also hasn't been the best um, at winning you the week like he was to start the season. I mean, he started the season 21, 29, 16, 28, and then he's been pretty bad ever since that. But he has been out all of his weapons, and I think he gets Kenny Galladay and he gets uh, Kadarius Toney back this week. He might also have Saquon Barkley back. It's kind of up in the air. I don't think he's going to play this week, but he might have him back. So Daniel Jones is getting his weapons back, and the Rams' defense is still pretty good. I'm a little nervous about Tennessee without Derrick Henry, so ultimately ended up going Daniel Jones. That said, Joe Burrow for Braden going up against Cleveland. Uh, I do like that quite a bit. Cleveland is really soft in the secondary, really, really good up front. Um, so I think that Joe Burrow is going to be perfect. It actually, it, it tailors to Joe Burrow's skill set quite a bit in this one. Uh, I think they're going to want to pass the ball quite a bit. And uh, yeah, Joe Burrow is going to be slinging it all over the field this week. So that makes me a little nervous there. So I give the advantage probably to Joe Burrow over Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones going up against Vegas, if he can utilize his legs on the ground and uh, get more involved in the run game, then I think he'll be just fine. All right, running backs. We got Dalvin Cook and Chuba Hubbard for myself up against Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler. Now, I'm starting Chuba Hubbard right now, uh, contingent on CMC not playing. If Christian McCaffrey plays this week, 
I am actually extremely nervous. Uh, I, I probably have to give Braden the advantage there uh, already, just on paper, but also because uh, if I have to sit Chuba Hubbard, I'm going to have to pivot to Kenneth Gainwell, who has, he was absolutely terrible last week. Boston Scott outperformed him, which is why I was trying to pick up Boston Scott on the week. I think I even put in like a $30 bid on Boston Scott, and I got outbid because Rick somehow has money. What in the world is that? All right, so Dalvin Cook up against Baltimore. Chuba Hubbard up against New England. That's a terrible matchup as it is. Um, but they are going to be benching Sam Darnold this week. I mean, Sam Darnold has a concussion. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, he got benched. And I don't know. I don't know how that's going to impact Chuba Hubbard. Chuba has shown the ability to catch the ball quite a bit. Um, but yeah, New England is a tough run defense. So I don't love that whatsoever, even if Christian McCaffrey is out. If he's out, that only helps me. Um, but if he's in, I'm definitely not playing Chuba Hubbard. Dalvin Cook up against Baltimore. Baltimore's run defense has been pretty bad this season. Um, Dalvin Cook, though, has not been himself. I don't know if he's still getting over the injury. Uh, he just, he's been killing people so far this season. He's, he's missed two games so far. Uh, might as well have missed two more. He had six and seven points in those games. But then the other three, he was like basically a, a league-winning running back in those, those games. So I don't know which one we're going to get. Hopefully this week we get old Dalvin Cook where he's expected to be the number like three overall guy um, on rankings and everything. But yeah, that's it's tough to tell. Um, all right, now Austin Eckler and Joe Mixon. Again, Mixon against Cleveland, don't love that one too much. They're going to utilize Joe probably more in the passing game, but uh, sometimes, Cle- uh, sometimes Cincinnati sorry, doesn't really target Joe Mixon in the passing game. So We'll see how they utilize him in this matchup. Uh, a little nervous there for Joe Mixon. Then Austin Eckler up against Philly. Philly's run defense has been pretty horrible. Um, Chargers have been a little bit iffy the last couple of weeks, but I think that uh, I think that Austin Eckler is going to have a very good game in this one this week. Now that said, I give the advantage to um, to Braden again at the running back position. I think Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler get it done over Dalvin Cook and CMC list Chuba Hubbard. Um, it, I think it's a little closer though than projection state, especially with uh, Chuba only being projected five points. They're projecting CMC to be back, but I don't think he is. So um, yeah, I think that uh, I think that I give the slight advantage to Braden in the running back position. All right, now wide receiver. Um, Braden had Pittman go last night, Michael Pittman. He got 17.4 points. So that was a pretty solid start already for Michael Pittman. Uh, his secondary wide receiver though is Christian Kirk. I'm going to be starting the Keenan Allen and Van Jefferson duo. Van Jefferson is kind of interesting. Robert Woods, I know he's been beat up a little bit. He hasn't been practicing the last couple of days. Um, Deshaun Jackson's out of town. I think that Tennessee's secondary has been pretty atrocious. Van Jefferson has been getting, he's been getting better and better and better. Um, he, he's been a little spotty so far this season, but he hasn't had a touchdown in a couple of weeks. I think this is the perfect matchup for Van Jefferson. And to be honest with you, I don't really have much choice. So yeah, Van Jefferson is going to be out there regardless. Now Keenan Allen up against Philly again, Philly, they have a decent secondary, but uh, Darius Slay, their number one cornerback, is going to be probably on Mike Williams. I don't think that they're going to worry as much about Keenan Allen because he's not the deep target guy. Uh, so I do love that piece of it for PPR. 
I think they're going to have to dump off to Keenan Allen quite a bit in this matchup. Uh, Christian Kirk up against San Francisco. No Kyler Murray. I don't know how that impacts Christian Kirk. So I would say it's a detriment, um, but it's it's really hard to say. There's no DeAndre Hopkins, so maybe Christian Kirk can be just fine. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't leave me excited for Kirk in this game. All right, now tight end. Um, so that said, I probably give the slight advantage to him. Uh, maybe, maybe actually, I think I probably give the advantage to myself. I know Michael Pittman had 17.4, but I think Christian Kirk might have, um, if he gets double digits, I might be surprised there. So I think Van Jefferson and Keenan Allen can ultimately eke out the advantage over the, over Christian Kirk plus 17.4. So, uh, we'll see how that shakes out, but I, I do give the slight advantage to my two wide receivers in this matchup. All right, now tight end, we got Travis Kelsey for Braden up against Kyle Pitts for myself. Kyle Pitts up against New Orleans. <laughs> the interesting thing is going to be who gets Odell Beckham Jr. Um, one piece of news, the Browns have cut OBJ. Um, I Ryan, you should be excited because now that means Baker is actually going to be good again. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, I, all that talk, man, about how him and OBJ have been just fine. They have never been on the same page, and it's fine. They've moved on. So I actually like I like Baker a lot more without Odell on the team. So I think Baker can be better without Odell. So um, I think this was actually a positive move for the Browns. They're cutting Odell out of the team. Uh, if the Atlanta Falcons, who have a pretty high waiver uh, priority, ended up getting Odell Beckham Jr., I love that quite a bit for Kyle Pitts. Um, I'm a little nervous about Kyle Pitts going up against New Orleans. They have a good defense. Uh, Kyle Pitts, he's struggled sometimes. He, he's had two games without Calvin Ridley so far. One, he did an, an amazingly well. The other one, he struggled quite heavily. So what are they going to do in this one? I don't love that. On the other side, we got Travis Kelsey up against Green Bay. Green Bay is a, a good defense. I definitely give the advantage to Kelsey here, uh, but Kyle Pitts, he could go off. It's it's really hard to predict at this point. Uh, we don't have enough of a, of a data database with Kyle Pitts just yet. Um, hopefully it's a Pitts week, but yeah, I'm going to be sweating this one. <laughs> All right, now the flex position, I'm going to be starting CeeDee Lamb if he plays. If CeeDee Lamb doesn't play, I am in massive trouble here. I would have loved to pivot to Elijah Moore last night. Uh, only 27.4 points, but uh, didn't get to do that. So I got to choose between uh, Allen Robinson against Pittsburgh. Yay. Or Kenneth Gainwell. Yay. Oh, love this week. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be starting CeeDee Lamb and Dallas Goddard up against Jamison Crowder and Mark Andrews. Crowder played last night, got 8.8 points. Mark Andrews is up against Minnesota. That terrifies me a little bit there. Um, yeah, we'll see how that ultimately shakes out. Now, again, CeeDee Lamb going against Denver. Do like that matchup. Dak will be back. That should be just fine. Uh, CeeDee Lamb a little banged up, so we'll see if he plays or not. If he doesn't play, then, yeah, we'll have to pivot off of that. But um, Jameson Crowder only getting 8.8 points. I think Dallas Goddard can blow that out, and then it's CeeDee Lamb versus Mark Andrews. So, uh, Mark Andrews against Minnesota will be just fine. Dallas Goddard, I do like quite a bit against the Chargers. Um, Goddard has been very, very good since they got rid of Ertz. Um, just looking at his game log, 
He's had seven and five targets in those two games since Ertz was uh, was traded to the Cardinals. Um, the Chargers like to let up the under the neath, like the 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 middle of the field underneath stuff. Um, they like to encourage those dump offs to the running backs and the tight ends. I think that this is going to be a perfect matchup for Dallas Goddard. He basically is the number one pass catcher for the Eagles. And it's a game that they're going to need him quite a bit in this one. So um, Mark Andrews on the other side, I don't think Minnesota needs Mark Andrews like uh, like Philly needs Dallas Goddard. So um, yeah, that I do ultimately lean on Braden being favored in this one, but we will see. Now I'm going to pick it up as we go through these next matchups. I did spend a little bit more time on that one than anticipated, but yeah, I, I do think that Braden is a little bit more favored, but it is my my matchup this week. So, of course, I'm going to focus a little bit more on that one. Are you guys crazy? All right, second matchup on the week. We got Jim versus Ken. Um, both of these teams are fighting for the number one overall pick right now. Crazy to think uh, with Jim's team. Um, Jim, if you're looking to sell people like Saquon Barkley, I don't know. I'm still trying to... Still trying to get him, so just let me know. But, all right, we got Matt Stafford for Ken up against Justin Herbert. Herbert up against Philly. Again, I think Philly, they have a decent secondary. Uh, They do like to let up a little bit more in the run game. Justin Herbert might struggle a little bit in this one. He's projected 21.1 points. I think that's a little rich for my blood for the matchup. Then Matt Stafford up against Tennessee. I do love this quite a bit. Talked about this with Van Jefferson. Matt Stafford is going to eat in this game. Tennessee's secondary is atrocious. Um, I think the definite advantage goes to Matt Stafford up against Tennessee. Now, running backs, we got Devontae Booker and Alvin Kamara for Jim up against Miles Gaskin and James Robinson for Ken. Uh, James Robinson might not play this week, which means I'm guessing that he'll probably pivot to Latavius Murray. Um just looking at his, or yeah, probably Latavius Murray. That's his only other running back for the week. So, yeah, don't love that too much for Ken. But James Robinson up against Buffalo, don't love that either. Miles um, Gaskin up against Houston, I do like that quite. Uh, that, that's pretty nice. <clears throat> but Alvin Kamara against Atlanta, that is too juicy to pass up. And then Devontae Booker against Las Vegas Raiders, definite advantage there goes to Jim and his two running backs. Now, wide receiver, we're going to go Adam Thielen and Russell Gage for Ken up against Kenny Galladay and Cole Beasley for Jim. Cole Beasley's actually been pretty good. I, I think he's banged up right now. I don't think I don't know if he's for sure going to play this week, so that might change things a little bit here. But yeah, Kenny Galladay finally coming off the uh, the injury block. I think I probably give the advantage here to to Ken and and Russell Gage Calvin Ridley is not on he well he's he's with the team but he's just they put him on reserve um he's not going to be playing anytime soon he's got to get some mental health stuff he's he's struggling with going um and Adam Thielen up against Baltimore I think that this week could be a Adam Thielen week I have no idea what the hell they were doing last week up against Dallas and uh, Thielen, he was perfectly fine in that game. But Minnesota, what was that game? Like, wh- why did you lose that game? That was so atrocious. Minnesota's making, it just makes me sad watching this team. They're so talented and they just, yeah. There's going to be a coaching change, I think, at the end of the year for the Vikings. 
So yeah, advantage I'd definitely give to Ken at the wide receiver. Tight end, Dalton Schultz for Ken up against Jared Cook for Jim. Um, Jared Cook, <laughs> Jim did just trade uh, TJ Hawkinson, so he might be plugging in Tyler Higby over Jared Cook. We'll see how that goes. Um, I do like Jared Cook a little bit. Like I said, they like to incentivize a little bit of the underneath stuff, um, the run game, the tight end targets, the running back targets. Uh, it's kind of a mirror matchup for the defenses. They both like to shut down the deep stuff, let everything underneath, and they just kind of control the game. Uh, neither one of them are that great against the run. So Jared Cook might actually have a really good week this week. Um, he might be just peppered with targets. We'll see how that goes. And then Dalton Schultz for uh, for Dallas up against Denver. I don't know how Dalton Schultz is going to do. I think Michael Gallup is coming back this week. So if my, if Michael Gallup comes back, that could really eat into Dalton Schultz's target share, but that's hard to predict right here on a Friday. So uh, yeah, I do give the slight advantage to Dalton Schultz. He's just been too good for too long this season. But if, if uh, Michael Gallup comes back, I probably give the advantage to Jared Cook in this one. All right. Now the flex, uh, the, the flex for Jim, we've got Melvin Gordon, Chase Claypool. Um, both of these guys have been good and bad. They've had up and down weeks. It's been hard to predict when they're going to get the touchdowns. It's, it's basically, if these guys get a touchdown, they're really good for your fantasy league or your fantasy team. If they don't get a touchdown, they're okay. They don't kill you, but they're not great. So, yeah, I do like the names, name power they, they've got it going on, but Ken had started Zach Pascal last night, uh, projected 8.7, finished with 8.8, so yep, he is what he is, uh, and then he's got Jalen Waddle going up against Houston. I do like Jalen Waddle quite a bit. Uh, Devontae Parker is now on IR. Mike Gusecki, Jalen Waddle should definitely be the beneficiaries of that, um, so yeah, I do like that quite a bit. Yeah, and uh, it, uh, I guess I'll give the advantage to Jim in the in the flex department. Like I said, it, it all depends if these guys get a touchdown. I can't project Melvin Gordon or Chase Claypool to get the touchdown, but if they do, again, he's going to win the flex category. If they don't, he might still compete, and it might be close, but it might be 50-50 uh, either way. So touchdowns, definite Jim. No touchdowns. Flip a coin. All right, next matchup. And like I said, I think uh, based on last night, I think that Jim is ultimately going to win this one. I think his team is too good to lose to Ken this week. Uh, Ken might actually finally get the be in the clear lead for the number one overall pick next year. All right, next matchup. We have James up against Eric. James at 4-4, four and four, Eric up against... At five and three, so this is kind of an important one. If James loses this matchup, uh, the rebuild might be necessary. But uh, starting off, we got quarterbacks Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Allen against Jacksonville. You couldn't ask for a juicier matchup there. Uh, Patrick Mahomes up against Green Bay. The funny thing is, uh, Eric actually had Carson Wentz go up last night, got 24 points, so can't complain there. He, he's got a couple solid quarterbacks for his team right now, for sure. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has not been good, but the Green Bay Packers won't have Aaron Rodgers, so will how how much does that impact this matchup? 
If it was Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes, I think Mahomes is going to have a better day because he's going to be more necessary. Patrick Mahomes versus Jordan Love, I don't know if it's got the same firepower behind it, so um, i probably give the advantage to Josh Allen up against Jacksonville. Easier matchup on defense, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, a little bit less of an unknown there. Running backs, we had Jeremy McNichols and Josh Jacobs for Eric going up against Aaron Jones and Michael Carter uh, for James. Michael Carter got 9.6 points. The Mike White injury had a massive effect on Michael Carter. I was really excited for Michael Carter. I started him quite a few leagues last night and was ultimately disappointed because Mike White got injured in the first quarter. So, yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. Now, the other guys, Aaron Jones, I think, is definitely the advantage over uh, Josh Jacobs and Jeremy McNichols. But Josh Jacobs up against the Giants, I think Josh Jacobs is going to have a good week. I think he'll... Uh, Josh Jacobs has been just fine this whole season. He's been more than fine all season. Um, he's he's last three weeks, uh, 15, 15, 16. Um, he missed a couple games early. I think that's kind of led to his on excitement. But I think the problem is you got six carries last week. He's just getting saved by touchdowns. He's got six or five touchdowns already on the season through seven games. That's that's a lot of touchdowns. I think he's going to continue the streak though this this week going into uh, into New York, but I do like that quite a bit. And then Jeremy McNichols, everyone's projecting Adrian Peterson to be the guy, but if McNichols is the guy, then this will be just fine. It, it's it's just a risk. So um, I do like Aaron Jones quite a bit though going up against Kansas City. Their defense is atrocious. Um, I think with them using Jordan Love, they're going to try and lean on their their known weapons quite a bit. De- uh, Devontae Parker, Aaron Jones. So, yeah, Aaron Jones could have a very, very good week this week. So, probably give the slight advantage to James, but um, Carter underperforming last night does definitely give Eric a chance to pass him up in that department. All right, wide receiver, we got Amari Cooper and Mike Williams for Eric. Uh, Williams up against Philly. Amari Cooper up against Denver. Then we got Hollywood Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown up against uh, Minnesota, and Jamar Chase up against Cleveland for James. And I talked about this a little bit earlier um, with the Cleveland matchup, but I do like Jamar Chase quite a bit in this matchup up against Cleveland. Cleveland secondary is a little bit softer. Jamar Chase has been a stud. He's been so freaking good. Um he hasn't had a, he hasn't had less than thirteen point one points in a in a game yet. That's just nuts. It's every other week too. 21, 13, 22, 13, 28, 13, 36, 13. Uh, this is uh, it, it's looking like it's going to be close to thirty points this week uh, based on these trends that I'm seeing with Jamar Chase. So yeah, Jamar Chase do love that. Do love Hollywood Brown a lot more than Amari Cooper and Mike Williams. Amari Cooper. Uh, we'll be just fine. Mike Williams has been pretty bad the last few weeks, and he's get he has a really good corner in Darius Slay that he's playing this week. So I don't know if that's going to turn around this week or not. Um, so yeah, definite advantage I think to uh, to James in the wide receiver department. Tight end Darren Waller for Eric up against Cole Komet for James. Not even going to dig into this one too much. Cole Komet he's interesting long term, but. He's just, the Bears are a joke. He He's just not doing anything. Um, he hasn't gotten more than, he hasn't gotten double digits all season. And then on the other side, you got Darren Waller. So 
Uh, Darren Waller's been in a little bit of a slump, but he hasn't had he's had one game under double digits so far. So yeah, definite advantage to Darren Waller in this week's matchup. Um, now the flex is where this gets a little bit more interesting. We got Brandon Cooks and Jarvis Landry for Eric. Uh, Jarvis against Cincinnati. Brandon Cooks up against Miami. I think Brandon Cooks is going to be very interesting because Tyrod Taylor is going to be the start of this week for Houston. Um, Houston actually won in week one when they had Tyrod Taylor. So we'll see if they can continue that streak with Tyrod and how good he looks in this game. Brandon Cooks was actually really good in that week. Um, He had 19 points. Brandon Cooks has been just fine. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. So um, do like that quite a bit. Miami secondary is quite soft. Um, Jarvis against Cincinnati. Again, the Browns just cut OBJ. That might give Jarvis Landry a little bit of a boost. Hard to predict. Um, But if he's finally healthy, I think Jarvis Landry might be okay for fantasy. On the other side, we got Robert Woods and Deontay Johnson for James. Robert Woods, like I said, he's he's questionable to play this week. Um, he did not practice again. Um, no, he did finally get on the practice field today, but he didn't even do full drills. So um, they might be just giving him a little bit more rest. But yeah, it, it, I'm hoping he doesn't play. Hopefully he gets to, to, to just take some time and rest. Um, and Van Jefferson can go off. I think that uh, James will be just fine if he doesn't have Robert Woods. He's got, uh, oh, he's got Michael Thomas. Yay, how's that one going? Love that trade for myself. Uh, but he's got T. Higgins, which I actually would not be opposed to starting T. Higgins and Jamar Chase in this matchup against Cleveland this week. Um, but yeah, Deontay Johnson up against Chicago as well. Deontay Johnson is solid. He's a very, very solid player. Um, so I do like that quite a bit as well. So on paper, if Robert Woods is playing, I think this is pretty much a coin flip. Both these, both these uh, flexes are they have upside. Um, I think James probably has the higher floor, but yeah, it, it, it's kind of a coin flip there. It all depends on how Jarvis does and how Tyrod and Brandon Cooks look. So um, yeah, a little bit of questions there. I think ultimately I give the slight advantage to James in this one. I know it's close, but. I know that Eric is the projected favorite, but I do think that James is going to pull out the victory in this one. All right, now we're already going on 42 minutes, so this is going to be a little bit of a longer podcast. I rambled a little bit too much on my team, I think. Uh, jumping into the next matchup, we got 5-3 and three Rick up against the 7-1 and one Ryan. Um, this one I'm going to go through quickly because I, well, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Ryan's team is perfectly fine. Um, he's going to be starting Jalen Hurts uh, up against the Chargers. Um, he lost <laughs> he lost Kyler Murray, and he has Dak Prescott and uh, Jalen Hurts to fall back on. So, yeah, can't complain too much if you're Ryan right now. Um, surprised he's playing Jalen Hurts up against the Chargers over Dak Prescott against Denver. I probably would lean Dak myself, but um, that is his prerogative there. Derek Carr up against the Giants. Give me Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott over Derek Carr against the Giants. Giants have been pretty good against um, teams the last couple weeks. The Vegas Raiders, they're kind of a, I don't know, they're they're hit or miss right now. And I think that Derek Carr, he's fine. He's got a solid floor, but he's got kind of a limited ceiling. So uh, give me Jalen Hurts in this matchup. Running back, I do think that I give the advantage to Rick here. He's got Najee Harris and Javante Williams. Again, same with Melvin Gordon. 
it's hard to predict which week is going to be a Javante Williams week. If he gets a touchdown, he'll be fine. Um, if he doesn't get a touchdown, he'll be okay. So if he gets a touchdown, great. If he doesn't, okay, all right, fine. Uh, but Najee Harris has been elite this year. He's up against Chicago. Uh, do love that. That's a Monday night game right there. Uh, Ryan is going to be starting Nick Chubb and Elijah Mitchell. The problem with Elijah Mitchell, he might be better than Javante. He might be better than Najee Harris. I don't know. It's a freaking San Francisco running back, and Kyle Shanahan loves to just dick around with everything with the running backs. So I don't know if he's even going to be starting this week. They might cut him before the week starts. I, I Who knows? It's San Francisco. Nobody knows what they're going to be doing with the running back. So uh, Elijah Mitchell, I have to ding him for that because I just don't, the, the volatility with him is way too high. On the other hand, you got Nick Chubb up against Cincinnati. Nick Chubb should be just fine in this matchup. Um, yeah, I do think I still lean Najee over Chubb. So that gives, uh, I think that gives Rick the advantage there though. So Nick Chubb, Cincinnati, that's a great matchup. Um, Ryan cannot complain about that. He did lose Derrick Henry, who was basically single-handedly carrying him weeks though. So, uh, it'll be a little bit tougher for him when he's got to actually try and win the running back position instead of having one guy score more than both of the other guys on the other team every single week. So, uh, we'll see how that ultimately shakes out there. Now, wide receiver, we got DJ Moore and Debo Samuel for Ryan. We got Tyler Boyd and, Ema- um, Tyler Boyd and Emmanuel Sanders for Rick. Uh, easy advantage here goes to Debo and DJ Moore. Debo's been a stud. He does have the calf injury, so he might not play. He might be limited in this game, um, which would hurt him quite a bit, but uh, they're they're down quite a few weapons, so I think that as long as he's good enough to play, um, I think that he'll be just fine. Now, DJ Moore up against New England. I am a little nervous about that because I think DJ Moore might get completely locked out of this matchup. So um, it is risky. I think I do like those two names on paper. I think that they should be just fine, but it is a risk with those two wide receivers in this matchup. Tyler Boyd, though, I mean, he's just been, he's the third option. His last game, he he had 19 points, but he just kind of goes on streaks where they rotate these guys a little bit, him and and, uh, T. Higgins. Um, I don't know if he's going to have a great week this week. It is a good matchup on paper, so he might be just fine there. And then Emmanuel Sanders up against Jacksonville. I just don't know if Emmanuel Sanders is going to be necessary in this matchup. Um, Jacksonville's not going to put up any threat, so uh, that's the only ding to Emmanuel Sanders. Otherwise, Sanders has been perfectly fine um, every single week pretty much for the last couple weeks. So, uh, yeah, that's a little bit of a concern there, but I do think I give the advantage still to the wide receivers on Ryan's team. Tight end, we got Jonu Smith for Rick up against Dawson Knox for Ryan. I'm a little surprised uh, Ryan's not looking to Kittle this week. Maybe he makes that change here as time goes on. Um, Dawson Knox, I know he's dealing with a little bit of an injury um, hand. He's Oh, he's already been ruled out, so he's not even playing this week. So uh, I would swap him, Ryan, if I was you. I don't know if you're going to listen to this or not. Uh, But yeah, I would probably put in George Kittle. He seems like a pretty good play this week. Um, so if it's George Kittle over Janu, definitely, yeah, I definitely give the advantage to Kittle over Janu. Um, Janu Smith, he's, as a Patriots fan, I love the signing at the time. He's just not been doing anything this year. So, um, it's been a pretty big disappointment on that front. 
All right, now flex. We got Cortland Sutton and DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is not playing this week, so Ryan is going to have to pivot there as well. Um, I He's going to throw in Devontae Adams, so I already know who's going to play there. Um, so we're, we're going to say Cortland Sutton and Devontae Adams. Um, Adams against Kansas City with Jordan Love. That's a little bit of an unknown. We'll see if he's his usual dominant self, but I think Devontae Adams is more than capable. And then Cortland Sutton up against Dallas. Um, that one is going to be interesting. Dallas's secondary has been a lot better. Um, is uh, is uh, Stephon Diggs, Trevon Diggs, his brother, um, is he going to be shadowing Corlin Sutton or Jerry Judy? It's hard to say. Up against Boston Scott and Hunter Renfro for Rick, uh, the $54 man, Boston Scott. I think that's a great matchup up against the Chargers. And then Boston Scott up against the Giants. Uh, or not Boston, uh, Hunter Renfro up against the Giants. Hunter Renfro, he's got a pretty high floor, low ceiling, so I think he'll be just fine. I don't think he's going to hurt there, but I do definitely give the advantage to Ryan in the flex department. So, um, again, I think Ryan's going to win this one, but it, it might be a little bit closer than the stats say. All right, then the last game on the week, we got 6-2 and two Dan versus the 2-5-1 and one Keelan. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> Dan's already got a 35-point advantage over Keelan um, based on one player, Jonathan Taylor. He played last night and is a stud. So as we go through this, uh, yep, we're I'm I'm already gonna say it. it there, it's gonna be a miracle if Keelan is able to win this over Dan. Uh, the way that Dan's team has been playing the last couple weeks, it's just, it would shock me if he pulls out a victory this week. All right, quarterback, we got Lamar Jackson versus Ben Roethlisberger. Advantage there to the Lamar. Ben's been terrible. Lamar's been a stud. Uh, they're coming off their bye. They're up against Minnesota, who's been a good defense, but not an elite defense. They're a top-half defense, but not elite like they used to be. So I think Lamar Jackson will be just fine. Definite advantage there over Ben Roethlisberger. Running backs, we got Jonathan Taylor and Ezekiel Elliott versus Cordero Patterson and Zach Moss. Uh, Jonathan Taylor scored 35 points. I don't think it matters what Zeke Zeke scores at this point. I don't think Cordero and Zach Moss are going to beat Jonathan Taylor. So I give the advantage to Jonathan Taylor and uh, Dan's team at the running back position. It does not matter. Patterson, it's a tough matchup against New Orleans. Moss, it's a great matchup against Jacksonville. Um, Zeke up against Denver, that's a pretty good matchup as well. So yeah, Zeke is literally a cherry on top at the running backs in this week's matchup. Wide receiver, um, we got Tyreek Hill and Cooper Cup for Dan up against A.J. Brown and Julio Jones for Keelan. Um, Julio has been horrible ever since he got traded. Um, A.J. Brown is a stud. I love A.J. Brown. I would love to trade you for A.J. Brown. Keelan, just let me know anytime. I would love to get A.J. Brown. I love this kid. Um, He's one of my favorite players right now in the NFL. Uh, But yeah, up against Cooper Cup and Tyreek Hill, it's not even a question. Julio Jones might not even be playing. I don't know. Um, Last week, he had five points. He had two catches on four targets. It's against Kansas City, the worst defense in the NFL. So it's just it's just not enough. It's just not good enough for Julio. So advantage there goes to Cooper Cup and Tyree Kill. Um, tight end position, we got Mike Gusecki up against Tyler Conklin. Mike Gusecki for Dan up against Tyler Conklin for Keelan. Um, Conklin against Baltimore, 
pretty solid. Conklin has been getting quite a few targets. Uh, seven targets last week, five catches. Perfectly fine from a tight end, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, I mean, uh, other than last week, um, Mike Gusecki has been just killing it the last couple of weeks. So, uh, definitely give the advantage there to Gusecki up against Houston, who are an atrocious defense. No Devontae Parker. Uh, I think that it's just all lining up for a like 25-point game from Mike Gusecki this week. All right, now the flex, and it, it just keeps rolling. It just does not stop for Dan in this one. We've got Stephon Diggs up against Jacksonville. Justin Jefferson up against Baltimore. Justin Jefferson, not an elite monster that he's been like he was last year, but he's still right now the 21th ranked, 20, 21th ranked? 21 ranked uh, wide receiver on the year. He's been a little bit down the last couple weeks, but I think he's going to be perfectly fine. And on a per game basis, I think he's like wide receiver 14, 13, somewhere in that range. Uh, but they had the buy, so that's why he's 21 overall. Um, we got Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs going up against Adrian Peterson, his breakout game against the Rams uh, for Tennessee. So, yeah, love that. Um, and then Nico Collins up against Miami. Nico, the rookie, I mean, he, just, he hasn't gotten double digits yet. I don't think this is going to be the breakout game, um, especially with Tyrod Taylor coming back. So, yeah, advantage there again to Dan. So, Keelan, if you can get beat by less than 100 points, I will be shocked. Uh, Dan's team is just literally primed this week to go off. So all of the matchups are solid and probably green for Dan. Um, some tough matchups for for Keelan, and he's he's pretty banged up by injury. He lost Henry Ruggs this week uh, to prison, not even to injury, just to prison. Um, he's got Zach Ertz on his on his bench, maybe consider Rondale Moore, Keelan, maybe, uh, over Nico Collins. I, I, with no Kyler Murray, it does make it a little interesting, but no DeAndre Hopkins, maybe they pivot to him. Um, but yeah, it, it's a tough matchup for Keelan. Congrats on the kid, but yeah, you are going to get spanked in this one. So, um, yeah, that is going to be an interesting week. Again, hopefully I can pull out the victory over Braden and get a two game advantage over him. Cause if not, I am going to be behind him in the standings, which I will not be excited about. So uh, it's going to be fun. Thank you guys for listening. Here is your your week nine uh, breakdown and your week eight recap. We'll see you guys next week. Good night.